This episode of GT the Podcast is supported by Alcon. At Santin, preserving eyesight while enhancing the patient experience is our singular focus. We are dedicated to finding innovative solutions in glaucoma, retinal diseases, dry eye, and corneal disorders so ophthalmologists can help their patients enjoy eyesight for longer. Learn more at SantinUSA.com. This is Ike Ahmed. And I'm Arsham Shabani. And we want to welcome you to GT the Podcast. We're bringing this to you together with BMC and Glaucoma Today. To offer audible insights into current topics in glaucoma care. Presented by the authors of our latest, most read GT articles. Check it out. Welcome to GT the Podcast. In this episode, Dr. Sebastian Gagné, a glaucoma specialist in Montreal, recaps his article, Moving Glaucoma Surgery into the Clinic, from the November-December 2020 issue of Glaucoma Today. In this article, Dr. Gagné outlines the advantages of performing MIGs outside the OR. As pharmaceutical treatments become more invasive and surgical interventions become less invasive, glaucoma specialists should consider new approaches such as performing MIGs at the slit lamp. More on this from Dr. Gagnier. Glaucoma is considered a disease continuum and glaucoma treatments exist on a continuum as well. From the medical to the surgical, this treatment continuum continues to evolve over time. More invasive procedures have entered the pharmaceutical space with the development of intraocular implants for drug delivery. These solutions are moving medical therapy inside the eye for improved efficacy. Meanwhile, the opposite trend has been observed in the surgical realm with the development of and push for less invasive surgical procedures. Located at the crossroads of efficacy and safety, MIGS procedures have filled the treatment gap that long needed to be addressed. Now that ophthalmologists have access to a range of MIGS options, the question and focus has become, how minimally invasive can glaucoma surgery truly be? A few years ago, I started to perform MIGS at the slit lamp using the Zen gel stent in an effort to further minimize the invasiveness of this procedure. This article describes the scope of advantages afforded by moving select mix cases out of the OR and into the clinic. The transition to performing mix at the slit lamp should be straightforward, as this approach carries a similar learning curve to performing a needling procedure at the slit lamp. The first case may be stressful, but the procedure quickly becomes more intuitive with subsequent cases. When implanting Xen at the slit lamp, I utilize an ab-external close conjunctival approach. I first administer Mariomacin C mixed with 2% lidocaine with epinephrine for a total volume of 0.15 cc. I wait about 5 to 7 minutes until the medication is about 90% reabsorbed so that I have a small area of conjunctival space to drive the Zen implant. Next, using the reticle from the slit lamp, I aim approximately 2 to 2.5 millimeters from the limbus 
for the scleral entry while ensuring that I can see the tip of the needle. Once the tip is visualized in the entire chamber, I start to push on the injector to slowly release the Xan implant while simultaneously slowly pulling back to retract the injector. My colleagues and my experiences performing MIGs at the slit lamp have been comparable to others published in the literature. In our study, we found the post-operative medication rate to be low, decreasing from 3.18 meds pre-op to 0.25 meds by six months post-op. The proportion of eyes with an IOP of 15 millimeters or less increased from 2.9% pre-op to 82% at six months post-op. A total of 88% of eyes were medication-free after placement of the exam at the slit lamp. Needling was required in 12.7% of cases. One revision was required, but no serious adverse events occurred. Performing MIGs in the clinic offers a range of advantages to multiple beneficiaries, including patient, healthcare system, and the environment. Performing MIGs at the slit lamp is highly efficient because the procedure takes approximately 30 seconds to complete. I often tell my patient that, although the treatment is similar to a surgery in its mechanism, it is performed more like an injection. This explanation tends to reduce the stress the patient may be experiencing about undergoing the procedure. In Montreal, access to the OR can be a challenge and patients are often subjected to long surgical wait times. With glaucoma, every millimeter of mercury counts, as does every second. Delayed access to the OR is problematic when addressing a progressive disease, especially in patients whose IOPs are above target. I am often required to try to prioritize my surgical cases when, in truth, they are all a priority. Not having to rely on access to the OR to perform MIGs has changed the way I practice. In the public health care system such as Canada's, every dollar counts. Cost per glaucoma patient increases with disease severity. As additional intervention and services are required, with progression. By eliminating the challenge of delayed OR access and thus enabling earlier intervention, performing MIGs in the clinic may offer a cost savings to the healthcare system as a whole. About 10 to 12% of greenhouse gas emissions are produced by the healthcare sector. Performing one FACO surgery in a hospital setting produces the same level of CO2 emissions as driving a car for 500 kilometers. Somewhat ironically, physicians' effort to, to care for patients wind up harming the environment. Although patient care will always be ophthalmologist's primary concern, we should also think about the bigger impact of every step we take and try to minimize collateral damage in the process. The boundary between medical and surgical treatments will continue to blur as pharmaceutical treatment become more invasive and surgical interventions become less invasive. As this occurs, glaucoma specialists should target their effort towards improving surgical approaches, developing new techniques, 
influencing government partners to value time and cost savings, and improving healthcare's environmental performance. Moving MIGs into the clinic when possible represents one step toward achieving these goals. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of GT The Podcast. If you have any feedback or topic suggestions, find us on Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, or Twitter. And stay tuned for more hot topics in glaucoma care coming up on GT The Podcast.